All right, everybody. Welcome back to We Dig Tennessee. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have a, some pretty good content here for you today. Uh, we've got a guest with us today, Mr. Craig Ingram from Tennessee 811 and also the treasurer on the Nuke of Middle Tennessee Board of Directors. How are you, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Hopefully, we got some good information for the members today. Uh, I think we will. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's start with you. How's 811 handling uh, the COVID-19 stuff going on? We've gotten a few uh, concerns and questions, and and there appears to be a rumor that 811 is, you know, shutting down or or limiting what locate requests we're accepting, that kind of thing. And uh, that's not the case. You know, we are categorized as an essential activity or an essential service uh, right now. So we're not impacted by, you know, the different orders that have been put out by state and local government. And right now we're taking all locate request types, whether it be, you know, normal tickets or emergency locates or, or whatever the case is. So we're kind of open for business as usual. We've got all of our team working remotely uh, to minimize the impact that it has on our ability to, to take those phone calls. So we definitely want anybody who's digging in the state to know that we can still take that locate request and, and we can still get that processed and, and get you on the job site. So 811 is open for business like normal. That's the case. That's good, man. I like it. Uh, speaking of uh, being considered the essential business, I, I, I just want to take a minute to note, guys, I don't know of any type of construction that would limit what we do as, as ditch diggers in, in Tennessee. Uh, we, we've been classified as essential and especially, you know, underground utility work. So if anybody that, that – has any questions about that I, I wouldn't worry about it we are essential and we should keep rocking yeah whether we're talking about you know davidson county talking about metro or talking about some of the outlying areas i know um i think murfreesboro sumner county uh, there's been some other areas in middle tennessee that either put out a safer at home order or the local official whether it be a city mayor county mayor put out an executive order uh, but to my knowledge all of those have included construction work as an essential activity, or at least they've not, you know, had any limitation that said construction work has to end. So until, you know, we get further guidance from local government, local government, state government, whatever the case may be, sounds like it's, uh, you know, keep rocking, keep doing your work out in the field. Yep. Um, and I kind of skipped over it, but uh, uh, to touch back on 811 and what you guys are doing, uh, I know USIC's had an auto response on some of their, uh, their, their responses to ticket requests. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you hit on that. So USIC um, is a huge contract locator. They locate for a lot of the utility companies across our state, specifically in middle Tennessee, and they've rolled out an auto response so that if you put in a locate request where USIC is notified because they mark for one of the utilities on that ticket, uh, you may get an automatic notification back from them that says, you know, hey, uh, we may be delayed because of the impact that coronavirus is having on our staff across the country and and that kind of thing. So just to be clear, that is an auto response from USIC. It's not from 811. Uh, it's definitely a great idea on their part to go ahead and try to get that message in front of people and just kind of give people a heads up that there may be a delay. But everything that I hear and talking to our local USIC folks is that there's not been an impact uh, or a significant impact anyway uh, at the state level in Tennessee thus far. And it, it doesn't change anything about when they're required to mark. So 
you know, if we do get to a situation where Tennessee is is harder hit, has more of an impact, and it does start to slow down the locator's ability to get out there and get the lines marked, you know, I, I hope that our, our excavators can understand that, can work with them, because ultimately, you know, we want to do everything that we can to prevent damage to an underground utility that, you know, could potentially get somebody hurt. So understand that things can change over time. But as of now, that notice is just a, you know, precautionary message to get out there. And again, it, it doesn't change anything about 811. We're still open for business as far as taking those tickets. And I know we've seen that message on a couple of our uh, locate requests, uh, responses from USIC, and then they took it down. And uh, I, it was my understanding they were supposed to put a new one up that clarified that that was not an 811 response, uh, that it was yeah. from USIC, but I've not seen that come back on any tickets yet, so... I guess that's just a reflection of how it's not really impacting their ability to get tickets marked at this point. Sure. We've seen an updated message uh, that clarifies that this is not a response to the ticket as far as what utilities have been located and not located. This is just a general, you know, kind of informational message. Uh, We saw that updated text, but I'm not sure who it's going out to. They may be trying to control it based on, you know, what states are significantly impacted that they work in and, and which states are not. So uh, people may be seeing it, people may not, and it, it may roll out in the near future too. Yeah. Well, like I said, I know we haven't seen the the updated message on any of our tickets yet. So, I mean, that's good news. I just, it, you know, we need those lines marked. So I'm glad they're out there doing it. And just, just to clarify for everybody that does not, you know, get them out of their obligation to mark per our dig law. So, you know, when you get out there, if you, you know, there's, infrastructure on the ground that should have been marked always make that second call to take one one so they can make sure it gets addressed that's key information couldn't have said it better <laughs> um and, and another thing kind of taking off of that guys i guess is you know i know whenever at team construction whenever somebody comes on the job site we re- we require our foreman to do a little safety briefing with them so that they know the hazards around them and they're supposed to sign off on it and i know that that's another having people sign off on things has become a hazard out there right now uh so if you have any paperwork that gets passed around on your job sites i would recommend not passing it uh, you know don't touch paper forms or if you do electronic forms don't pass your tablets around or your computers around for other people to touch just so we we prevent the transfer or spread of this this virus in any way that we can Yeah, and I think it's just common sense like anything else. Right now, we need to limit as much person-to-person interaction as we can. You know, the social distancing guidelines that you see, you know, talked about on TV and and shared on social media, we need to be doing that on job sites in the field to the extent that we can. And uh, Matt, I hear that Metro Nashville is even sending people out to check job sites. Have you heard anything about that? I've heard uh, reports of them stopping on a few of the... I guess the the major construction sites where you know they're close by and they obviously can't miss them. Uh, but then also when watching one of the the metro briefings on the news the other day, they they did say specifically that they were going to be watching construction sites while they're still open and trying to make sure that people are adhering to social distancing guidelines. Um, as they said, they understand that at times that's not always possible, depending on the type of work that you're doing, but uh, you know, if you're you're digging along and you got a couple spotters standing there, uh, they're gonna want to they're gonna be making sure that those guys are socially distancing and staying the six feet apart. 
Yeah, and I think it's, you know, that level of importance continues even when we're not talking about, you know, being in downtown Nashville on a big job site, because if you're working in a new development neighborhood, that kind of thing, you can have clients, builders, you know, people out there that you, you know, who on your staff might be showing symptoms and you have your own policies for, you know, keeping those people at home and, and instructing them to stay off the job site, but you don't always know what you're running into whenever you meet up with somebody in the field and, and social distancing is really important there too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, not just cause Metro is unfortunate. Should we be paying attention to that just because it, it's, it's our responsibility to do our part to stop the spread of this thing. And if social distancing is going to help stop it, then it's our responsibility to make sure we're doing it. So just watch yourselves, watch your distance, you know, keep your six feet apart. I mean, the, the virus travels six feet. So really you probably need to back up seven or eight feet. Just make sure, you know, you're staying clear. So we're not, we're not spreading this thing and, and making it continue to grow. Um, another thing I'd like to point out is, you know, if you have the ability to work from home or to, to work digitally, we would recommend that you do it. Um, that's not always easy, especially when you're out in the field. Not a lot of people, you know, have tablets or computers and stuff in trucks, but if you do increase that, you know, that electronic communication, uh, I know, I know video conferencing is not always a good option when you're, when you're got guys out in the field, but emails and text message and, phone calls and as much electronic communication as we can get going is going to be another way to help us prevent from passing around papers or documents that may be carrying germs. And if you do have that ability to use electronic communication, make sure that whoever is in charge of that tablet or computer or whatever device you guys are using is the only one to be handling it. Uh, you know, we don't need to be passing it to other employees or job site visitors for any reason at this point. Keep it to yourself. You use it. If there's a form that you're supposed to have somebody sign off on, just just type it in. Document that they were there and don't actually give it to them for them to sign. Yeah, it all comes down to limiting interaction. You know, there's a lot that's up in the air about how long are we going to have to deal with this and how long are we going to be adapting, you know, how we do business on a daily basis to, you know, push back coronavirus. But the biggest thing is the more that we can social distance, limit interaction, you know, keep people at home who don't have to be in the field, the more that we can do that now and just kind of, you know, be serious about it, the quicker we can get this all behind us and, and get back out there. So uh, whether you think this is a, a quick moving thing that's going to be over in two weeks or, or whether you're expecting this to be months to come, I think we can agree that either way, we all just need to kind of buckle down take this seriously for now to minimize the impact. You know, we want to get back to business. You know, we don't want to get to the point where we have to talk about, you know, how do I keep my guys in work and, and all those other things. So take it seriously now, do what you can to prevent the spread and, and we can all get back to work sooner. Absolutely. I think that as an industry, we're lucky to still be working. Uh, there's a lot of people out there out of work, out of jobs, you know, that don't have a paycheck coming in. And, and we all do, we all still have paychecks coming in. We're still out there able to do our jobs. So let's just be thankful for that. Uh, you know, when you look at the restaurants, even though they're all still open for, for business and to go to go food or delivery, carry out, whatever they've, they've cut all their staffs. You know, when you go to a restaurant to pick up your to go food, there's a manager working the front doing the orders and managers back in the, in the back doing the cooking the cooks and the waiters and the wait staff, all the, all those people are 
are just at home with nothing to do right now, and that that's we don't want to get in that position. So the more that we can do, to be responsible for ourselves and our surroundings to make sure we stop the spread of this thing, the better it's going to be for everyone. Yeah, and I think that's a good kind of segue into some of the resources that are out there because you know small businesses are being impacted. They're trying to figure out you know not only how are they going to pay their folks, but how are they going to keep their business alive? You know, for the duration of this pandemic and uh, you know, beyond money, you've got people who are, you know, what do I do on a daily basis? How do I know that I'm taking all of the proper steps that I should be taking? So, uh, Matt, I think you've got some resources that we want to share with everyone. Yep. Uh, I, there's in Tennessee, there's two hotline numbers uh, from the TN.gov website that you can call if you have questions or concerns about COVID-19. Uh, the first one is 833-556-2476. And the second phone number is 877-857-2945. Uh, again, those are both phone numbers you can call if you have questions, concerns. Uh, I think they can even help you find a clinic if you need to. Uh, and I know they're working on setting up some mobile testing centers, so they're probably going to have some more information on when those will be available, if they can get tests and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they also have a website that you can go to, uh, tn dot gov slash health uh it's just it's the the t dot you know health the tennessee government health website and they've got a lot of good information on there for you to go look up yeah and i think you know a big part of that is just make sure that you're getting your information from a truly reputable resource we're trying to give some pointers and and give some advice but we don't consider ourselves experts on this matter and you shouldn't trust anyone that you see on Facebook who tries to portray themselves as an expert. You know, check the government websites, visit the state website, the CDC. Make sure that you've got good information to operate on. Absolutely. And the CDC has put out a, a little bit of information uh, on what you can do for construction specifically. And, and, you know, obviously, if you have employees that you think are sick, they need to stay home. If they come to work, send them home. Uh, you know, some of the basic symptoms to look for are a fever of 100.3 or higher, the dry cough, the shortness of breath. Um, if you've had an employee who was sick with COVID-19, the CDC's put out a few steps that they need to follow before they can return to work. Uh, they need to be 72 hours symptom-free, which includes a resolution of their fever without uh, fever-reducing medicine. And so they don't, they don't want you taking... Tylenol or anything to help your fever get down. They want you to be fever-free without the help of any medicine uh, and an improvement in your respiratory system, symptoms. There's also a minimum of seven days should have passed since the first symptoms appeared. So just keep those things in mind when, you, when we're dealing with employees that may be sick or are sick or are returning to work from being sick. And I realize no one wants to have their guys be off work for seven days to let their symptoms die down or anything like that, because that sucks. I mean, the whole goal of us being in business is to make money, to put money in our guys' pockets so they can provide for their families. And when people are off work for a week, that makes it hard sometimes. But doing that is going to make this thing go away and quit spreading it. And that's what we, like I said earlier, we've got to be responsible for ourselves and make sure these things happen. Yeah. And just to add on to that, you know, make sure that you're communicating with all levels of your organization, not just your leadership team and your managers, but 
your foreman, you know, all the way down to your, your ditch diggers and your laborers. Make sure that everybody knows where you stand as a company, you know, the steps that you're taking to protect them and to protect their livelihood, because there's so much uncertainty right now that just being proactive with that communication and, and letting them know that, you know, hey, this is as much as we know right now. And, and this is our plan. And, and here's what we're doing for you. I think that that can help people be a lot more calm in this situation. And we need that. Absolutely. And, and guys, this, this podcast that we're doing right now is free to the public. All they got to do is go to iTunes, Apple iTunes, or I mean, I'm sorry, Apple podcasts, uh, overcast, Google podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. You can go to their thing and just search. We dig Tennessee and they'll be able to find this podcast. So if you want them to be able to hear information, we're putting them out, send them to those places to find, to find this info. We're more than happy to share it. Um, Another thing I'd like to touch on uh, is when you're out on your job sites, paying attention to your surroundings. I know Craig kind of brought it up earlier, but, uh, you know, builders or general contractors or whoever you're, you're working near, we need to pay attention to whether or not their people are sick or looking sick or acting sick or, or whatever we can deduce. You know, just today at Team Construction, we had one of our supervisors go check on a commercial service where we're going to run a gas service and uh, the whole, the whole inside of the building is shut down and the, the builder is standing like 12 feet away from, from our supervisor. And when he asked what's up, he said, Oh, well, one of the guys working inside tested positive for, for coronavirus. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We're not doing this one right now. Yeah. Oh no, no, you guys can still work outside. No, we're not taking any chances with that. So, pay attention to your surroundings and, and try to make sure you're picking up on signals of, of the of people around you that may not work for your company, but work for other people on your job sites and, and pick up on those keys so you can protect yourself from that as well. Yeah, it's a key point. And, um, you know, there's, we, we've listed off some of the resources that are available for people to reference. Uh, but one of the biggest things is, is keeping people's hands clean in the field and, you know, <laughs> Hand sanitizer, as we've all found, much like toilet paper, is hard to come by right now. But there's resources out there that can give you information on how to make your own hand washing station. Uh, and there's there's options out there for, for keeping your hands clean, you know, maintain the, the social distancing practices that we've talked about and that you're seeing suggested by, you know, government. Uh, again, the, the sooner that we take this serious, do what we can to limit the spread, uh, the sooner we all get back to business. And uh you know, we had a, a nice plump uh, event calendar where we wanted to get in front of you guys and, and share some good information with you and, and kind of fellowship with you in person. And, and that's been impacted by the pandemic going on. And, and we can't wait to get back to that point and be able to sit down with you guys. Yeah, I really am looking forward to that. I, I really am disappointed and I hate that we had to cancel the events we had coming up because I thought we had a good stuff, some good stuff coming up uh, to be able to interact with every, all the members and and potential members and really continue the momentum that, that we started with this, with this chapter, because it, it's been rolling strong for over a year now and we want to keep that going. And I, I hate that this outbreak has gotten us to where we are, but again, like I said earlier, guys, let's just be thankful that we're still working. You know, we'll, we'll get, we'll get rid of this thing and we'll get back out there and start interacting again and, and having a good time. So, but for right now, let's just be thankful that we're still working when others can't because it's just, it's good for us. Uh, 
And before we wrap it up here, Craig, I know you said you had some information on a DIY hand washing station, which is just a great idea because we all know how freaking difficult it is to get any sort of sanitizing products right now. So won't you, can you share that with us? Yeah, sure. I think the easiest thing for us to do is to probably include that in the show notes. We can give you a link, but it, it essentially comes down to, you know, a couple of five gallon buckets to, to make yourself kind of a wash basin and uh, also at the same time prevent sharing, you know, what could be contaminated water after you wash your hands. So really cheap way to do it. And just one more thing you can do to protect your guys in the field. So we'll share that in the show notes. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a great thing to have out there because like, like I said, it is so hard to find sanitizing products right now. Uh, you know, we, we can't get our hands on sanitizing wipes and solutions. So we're having to mix up bleach and water so our guys can spray and wipe down equipment controls so that we're not spreading it that way. So it's, uh, you know, just we'll, we'll share that with you guys so everybody can can continue to stay healthy and, and we can get past this thing. Um, Craig, you got any final notes? No, that's it, man. Okay. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on and, and taking the time out of your day to, to do this with us. Uh, and everybody, y'all stay safe out there. Keep digging Tennessee, and we'll talk to you next.